Welcome to Mom Demic. It is July 15th at about noon here in New York. And today I spoke with Christine from Dallas Fort Worth, who has a corporate position and she has a uh, small business from home and she has an 18 month old daughter. We talked a lot about the idea of um, integrating family life and work life or motherhood and employee or entrepreneur roles, right? Instead of separating the two. And I think you'll get a lot of benefits out of hearing what her strategies are and how she applies this to her life. I'll let Christine tell her story. Okay, so good morning. What is your name? Hey, uh, my name is Christine Verezer. And where do you live, Christine? Well, currently, my husband and I and our little daughter, we live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, so we live out in Fort Worth. And have you always lived there, or is it recently uh, Not moved? really. Uh, not really. We actually moved to Fort Worth uh, September of 2019 for a job promotion. Uh, which was actually my job promotion and we came all the way from Connecticut in uh, you know the east so it's a little bit of a change coming from the snow to the heat <laughs> yeah sure sure well, what would you say is the hard what was the hardest change before um you know the pandemic came you were already transitioning into a new area where you didn't know anybody and you know a new mom what was the hardest transition for you so this is before COVID? Yes. Uh, so actually, before COVID, um, majority of, of what our challenge was, was actually, believe it or not, trying to find childcare. So we ended up like relocating really fast. So we got the promotion offer and within like less than two months, we had to move. So it, when we came down here, we realized that the wait list for daycare takes about a year. So rumbling through that and me having to run to work and then my husband having to support and then we had to find someone to come in and take care of the little one was kind of actually the, the really, really largest challenge that we ever faced. Right. The other one um, is just trying to like navigate around and, and getting to know people and getting to find activities around. But that, that prior to COVID, it was becoming easier and easier. But hands down, our biggest challenge was just actually finding somebody to take care of the child. So the initial time that we had to settle at work and just like have our life moving the way we were moving mm. kind of took time. Right. Time. What, uh, just as a, a fellow mom, I'm curious, what is your, you know, like checklist, your criteria when you're looking for somebody to be a caregiver or a babysitter? Were you looking for a daycare or are you looking for a caregiver to come to the house? So... That's that's a very interesting question because I had a little bit of a of a challenge with that. So yeah, um, just a little backstory about me. I was born and raised in in Kenya, surrounded by by very many sisters and aunties and and cousins because that's just how our family is. It's really really large. So I grew up seeing uh, my friends and my sisters having kids and and having their friends and our us relatives helping out. So right. daycare is not really a thing that is ingrained in my lifestyle. So it's not really a thing. It's it's done in the city when you're in Nairobi, it's done, it's done in the city. People take their kids to daycare, but it's usually like maybe two times in a week or as a result of not having childcare for the week. So it's not primary. So I have, I had always like had these reservations about just taking Lily to daycare. I didn't really feel comf comfortable about that. I knew eventually I would do it for the social aspect of it. 
but when she was very young i had a very emotional moment and and so we made the decision together that for the first uh, 10 months of her life uh we would find a nanny no matter what so mm. because i just didn't think at that age just based on my experience i my, my or rather my upbringing i just didn't i wasn't comfortable taking her there yeah right we yeah we had someone out of choice when we were still back in the in the east to take care of her from home and i was lucky enough i got to stay with her for four months because the state of connecticut actually gives you a uh, 16 weeks of fmla mm-hmm. and i took all that away so we we oh. made financial plan before that and i right. decided to you know to go with that so i stayed with her for four months and then we had somebody else stay with her for an additional six months our plan after that was going to daycare so of course that life happened and we moved and i, I like literally i wasn't ready i when i was thinking oh. about daycare, i wasn't ready so it, it it so happened that there was no place for her and i was also not ready so we had to literally like go around uh, finding someone and we found a really really interesting good girl for her who they right. love each other very much right now so oh, that's great that's a victory yeah. right there so, yeah, so what are char- now that you have somebody tell me like what our characteristics are and why you think it works so well with your daughter you know uh one of the things is she's worked uh she's a little younger but since i think she has been she was in high school she started taking care of younger kids so that was important we were looking for someone who has had experience looking after right. other kids like, do you know sure. what we would do if the baby you know was choking for some reason god forbid or you know other activities outside of just child care like uh, i wanted we wanted somebody who could int- uh, sort of like take her through the day with activities that are stimulating and helping her grow so we we like her because she would like like right now they they study uh they study numbers they study letters they like they have a scheduled day of yeah. activities Great. so that was that was key yeah that was like really key for us somebody who just not only just cares for her but actually does all this comprehensive stuff right and we also like wanted somebody who's like easy going and relaxed the way my husband and I are because we sure. just want you know you know an easy relaxed life and and somebody yeah. that um loves her just as much so we that we 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 cared about that proximity was a big issue we wanted someone who could get here just before we have to leave to get to work on time mm. someone you know uh right. more about that so some of the things i really did question and i didn't want to do was um and i had i really contended with this like and she asked she's asked a few times hey do you mind if i drive your daughter to the park and i don't know if this is very controversial but Yeah, I, I don't let her drive my child because yeah. I'm very uncomfortable. Right. I'm very uncomfortable thinking of somebody else who is not me or my husband sure. driving the baby. So, we haven't gotten to that yet, so we we put some boundaries around things like that. Yeah. 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 I think that's a common fear, you know, definitely to trust somebody else with their, especially when they're so little. I remember when I before I was a mom, I used to do I would work in uh daycares and preschools and like I was a nanny and I was babysitter and some moms were like here's the keys to my car, here's some gas money, take them. <laughs> you know, and some of them were like, "No, you know, we're going to be we're going to stay home and it's you know, I'm going to be here half of the time." <laughs> you know what I mean? That kind of thing. So it's really just, you know, you have to trust your mommy instincts and these yeah. I feel like there really is no protocol to what is what is good what is bad what is right what is wrong it just is and and what is is based on what your mommy intuition is telling you yes, it's best exactly. for your kid you know yeah. really um so that being said what do you do for work do you, you mention that you had to move and then for the work yes 
Yeah, so, so I work for a large organization, which is an industrial company. Uh, it's global. It has its presence all over the U.S. and outside of the U.S. And I work for them as a pricing manager. So my role is a leadership role. I have a team of, of two people that I take care of. And really what it entails, it's, it's a lot of just determining what is our right strategy to go out to the market when it comes to pricing the products and making sure that we're, we're, we're turning a profit for every product that we're selling. So, so the difference between what I do right now and what I was doing, it's a different segment of the business, even though it's still the same company. And this time around, I have an opportunity to lead a team, which I did not have in my previous role. So, of course, there was that advantage uh, that I was really looking forward to in like growing my career. Mm. And I know you do um, your own consulting on the side, right? Yes, yes. Which, which was a baby that was born out of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I started, uh, I started maybe about three months ago. It's actually now just picking up a little bit, but um, one of the things that happened when we moved here, of course, like everybody else, uh, when you take a move, you're looking at the overall financial position of, the, of, the, of, of your family. Right. And we were actually looking better than where, what we were when we were back there. But um, as a result of COVID, our in industry was heavily impacted. I work in the aerospace industry mm. because flights wow, are going yeah. ahead and, 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 you know, companies like Boeing and Airbus are no longer building products right. uh, or they're literally like slowing down production of their equipment. So as a result, our products are not selling. So the company does what it does to, to make sure it sustains a profit and revenue for, for the future. So we, like many other organizations, we suffered and we had a lot of layoffs within the company. So that put a lot of fear in me mm -hmm, sure. <laughs> as a family. And also, I didn't mention this, my husband works in education and he travels a lot for consulting during the summer. So he works, he trains teachers and he, he works with institutions that uh, employ teachers. So he had a lot of uh, consulting gigs just lined up for the summer. So most of that was canceled by the mm. So our financial situation was kind of hit and we had like to start, you know, thinking and innovating. What are we going to do sure. to, to make things better? So I, I made the decision because I had seen a gap in the market with small businesses and entrepreneurs of just, you know, a debilitating um, challenge of how to position and price their products is my expertise. And I decided to start a very small consulting company to small business owners to tell them to kind of like walk them through how that process looks like so that they can, uh, you know, Im improve their profits, improve their revenue. So, so that's what I do and kind of in the nascent stages, but it's, it's, it's great. Good stuff. I commend you for seeing that need and then creating the solution for it. You know, I think that takes a certain kind of mindset to, you know, have that courage and say like, wait, I know how to do this, you know, and here's, yeah. a, here's a problem that I can offer a solution to and then taking yes. that action, you know? Yes. It's great. Um, I'm definitely going to take advantage of some of your uh, <laughs> consulting yeah, sure, as our relationship sure. goes forward. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a small business owner. I have a couple of businesses and that is always, you know, something that you're always revamping and looking at. So, you know, I think it's great that you saw that need. And then if anybody who's listening wants to um, get in touch with you for any consulting or know more about your business, how can they reach you? Oh, sure. So you, they can reach me at uh, Christine at pricehive.com. And Price Hive is P R I C E H Y V E. So Hive, but, but with a Y, V E dot com. So you can reach me at Christine dot Christine at Pricehive dot com, or you can go to the website uh, Pricehive dot com and, and contact me from there. Cool. There you go. I'm gonna check that out after we get off the phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, explain to me now, I mean, you kind of, you know, we went over this a little bit, but I want to hear it in your own words, what um, your life looked like prior to, I'm going to say right before, you know, we went into quarantine, we went into um, isolation and quarantine, and then what it looks like now, what the difference is, the contrast. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of differences, some positive and some negative. So, right, right. Uh, Let's prior- go negative first and then tell me the positive so we can end on a yeah. good note. And that. Yeah. You know, prior to COVID, I would, this is how our day would look like. Like, we'd wake up in the morning. Um, most of the time, by six, both of us are awake because by 8 30, we're out of the door. And, um, right. To, uh, to 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 go to work mm-hmm. so um so we would do that we would go to work come back in the evening and work everybody knows just crumbling through dinner because you, you know there's a bedtime that you need to 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 make sure that you don't go over so we would do a lot of that and on the weekends that's where like we would thrive like we love going out we would love and because this is a new city we just love going out to find you know play places where we could take the little girl mm-hmm. go to the park we had a schedule every Saturday, 10 o'clock, we would go to Little Gym where I should just go and explore activities. Love that, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And frankly, like we got to know a bunch of parents from there and kind of like you make friends that way as an adult. So right. you make friends through your other mom friends. So that was an avenue for us to, to get out there and do stuff. We love like just driving around and finding activities around. So we did that. We would go to restaurants, mm-hmm. to eat food. We would, my husband loves breweries and beer. So mm-hmm. we would, you know, indulge in that for some time. So like we were, we're getting in the groove and we were trying to understand our environment and we were loving everything. And then come March, everything started to shut down at, at least around this area, around March, that's where we, were, we started to see a little bit of a downtown. That's where my, my organization, they sort of like closed the doors and said, hey, let's walk from home. And my husband usually walks from home. So he, his, his work slowed down a little bit, but he was still in the same place. But anyway, even during the time that he was working, he works from home. He usually would go to a workspace a, a, in a couple mm. of spots that he had identified. Right. He was no longer doing that. Mm-hmm. So, so what changed negatively was the fact that actually, actually the negative sort of like started built in. Initial, initially, it was an excitement. <laughs> I don't know if it's <laughs> yeah, right. I understand that. Yeah. It was an excitement because yeah. the only thing you need to do in the morning is just wake up change, get ready really quickly and have breakfast and, and go to your office and, and work. Mm-hmm. So we would wake up at seven as opposed to waking up at six. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a mini vacation. <laughs> mini vacation. And the baby would actually usually come to, like we would pick her up a, a few minutes to seven from her crib and bring her to our room and would cuddle in the morning. So that still mm-hmm. happens. And we love that. Mm-hmm. We love the cuddling and we would go, we'd probably stretch in the morning or go out, walk out outside stretching, which is, which was all good. But then with time, we started to realize we're missing out on all these other things. First of all, this just staying in the house and, and being in the house the whole day, if you do not force yourself to go outside and actually do something, you, it, it kind of like plays with your mental, with, with your mental situation. Like when, when work gets too much and you haven't had that outlet to go out and meet people to a restaurant, you, you take on a lot more stress. So you find that, you know, small arguments become really big arguments, you know, <laughs> yeah. that never have really cared about now. Mm-hmm. I just, like, oh my God, what is he telling me? And maybe he's thinking, what is she telling me? So a few times, you know, you argue a lot more and then there's, you have to figure out a way to come back together and, and, and discuss stuff, you know, yeah. the biggest drawbacks, just staying in and, and just being, not having things to do outside. And I don't know about your area, but our area, they shut down packs. 
parks. Like we couldn't go yes. to parks. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. We could not go to parks. So we were only left with going outside of our backyard to play with a little one. And as a toddler who's 18 months, that's not enough. Like literally, it's not enough. She needs a lot more things to do. We literally ran out of activities to do in the house. And <laughs> yeah. we're not the kind of people to like buy a ton of toys. We have a lot of like toys, but we don't want to like splunge on too mm-hmm. many toys or, you know, right. and stuff. So, so we, yeah. we, you constantly have to find stuff to like uh, entertain her. So yeah. you get real creative when you're desperate with an 18 month old. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 You and can impress other- yourself. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And just missing out on, on, so, so the biggest thing actually for us, I think it's just missing out on the opportunity to get to know our environment and, and make friends that has been really, really big because we just, we're just isolated. Like yeah. literally we're very, very isolated. That, that gets to me, that gets to my husband. I feel, I usually feel bad for my little girl because I feel like she's missing an opportunity to get to know other little kids. Sure. And I see this when we go to, we have one other friend, family friend that we get together often, you know, they come here, we go to their place. Every time we get together, like the, the girl just, it takes a little while to come around because she hasn't been around other kids. And when she does, she doesn't want to leave. Mm, and that yeah. pain, it, it, may, it, it just pains my heart because by this time we were actually scheduled to go to daycare in August, okay. which it's, it's shut and we're not going to do that anymore until they reopen. So I just, it, it really pains me knowing that she's just missing a lot. Like she's just missing out on so much. And it's something that we, we can't do anything about, you know, right. we cannot do anything about that. So that's, that's, that's a little painful and then mm. and just, just missing sure. out on the aspect of life. It's, you don't realize it until it's taken away from you, you know? Right. Sure. And then you're so much more grateful for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you touched on a couple of things that are really good. I want to hear what kind of things you've come up with. Um, and I believe that you've exhausted all possibilities because I understand that I've been there, but what kind of things you've come up with to stimulate your, an 18 month old toddler, you know, where you only have your backyard, you only have your house. What, what kind of things are you doing? And then I also want to hear about, um, you know, that this piece of it, that it's beyond our control. Like your child is developmentally um, at the stage of needing socialization and needing certain stimuli with the, you know, um, developmentally for, like mm-hmm. you're saying, the shapes and the colors and then writing her name and all this stuff. Now there's going to be, not that there will be a delay, but, you know, the plan is going to be held back or, you know, retarded a little. So I look at that with my, my children are older, but, you know, they're still going through school. And I'm like, okay, so we're not going to really see what the effects of this are until mm-hmm. years later. You know, like yeah. that's, that's how I see the social, it's always socialization is important. The um, troubleshooting, problem solving, you know, getting into situations, needing to figure out their, you know, their surroundings, things like that. Oh, yeah. They're all part of their development. Everything is like they're learning and, and growing and everything. So um, that powerlessness as a mom, yeah. right? I want, I want you to speak towards that. And then I think getting creative and finding those things to simulate them in the house gives us a little sense of, of control in a powerless situation, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'd like to hear what you think, you know, what your thoughts are on that and what your process has been. That's actually, it's very interesting that you say it that way. And maybe I haven't thought about it from a point of view of the outside of socialization. What else are they missing in terms of being put in that, those situations where they have to learn to problem solve or be around other kids, right. which is actually a, a, a benefit in, in, in developing your, the, the child. You know, character. Wholesome. Right. It, yeah, yeah sure. exactly. Wholesome character in, 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 in integrating with other people. And it's something you can only achieve when you put them in a situation like that. Right. So 
so we haven't actually like i haven't really thought about it that way but back to the point of what are we doing to like sort of st stimulate a, 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 you know an active toddler is um so we rely on books a lot we've always done that so we we had to force ourselves uh, to put her on a day schedule like sort mm. of mimics what she would be doing if maybe she was a daycare so uh so we sat down with the, the girl who takes care of her and we have uh buckets of time on different days where she's uh learning a little bit a little bit of you know numbers and, and counting and then there's playtime indoor playtime first to start with and then there's there's the nap time and all that but then we went on a little bit more into pulling out activities like i literally went on pinterest and i was looking at uh you know stem activities for kids or or just engaging activities Great. for toddlers yeah. so there's a lot of Usually during the day, there's a lot of experiments that are going on. They build puppets, they they build boxes, they play with water, mm -hmm. they they go outside when it's not too hot outside to do to do activities. So we mostly it's, we we just rotated around what are those like activities that they can do that stimulates her. Yeah, that's great. That, yeah, these are little duck pond that we go to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's thankfully that's not closed out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like we would we would go to the duck pond uh, a few a few times on the weekends in the morning before it gets warm and and then we'll we'll feed the ducks and do stuff. So when we come back in the house and we're looking through pictures and we'll say, oh duck, she literally literally point at the door and say duck duck duck. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that and walk outside. I mean, it's it's not it's not. Uh, it's not out out there like the things that we're doing is just just really being very intentional sure we're very very intentional on just mm -hmm. the activities that she does during the day mm -hmm. and i don't know if i mentioned this but up to today she <laughs> we're, we're probably a little backward but she doesn't watch tv <laughs> that's great congrats she literally doesn't congratulations watch on that TV. one TV. yeah um and but we plan to transition into that with educational content now that she's she's a little bigger for her for her size and, and yeah, age right and she shows interest when maybe i'm on my phone doing something so we've, we've been tiptoeing around the subject of uh, maybe 15 minutes every few days right content but because we don't do that uh sometimes like we have to always remind that the girl who's taking care of her hey uh what have you done today? Uh, you know, have you have you done some learning activities? Have you done some playtime? Right. Uh, what, you know, what what is new that she's learned today? But mm -hmm. honestly, there's there's just not so much that we can do outside of just utilizing the things that we have. It's sure. It, it is a challenge, and, and so I feel powerless knowing that the most that I can think about is just what I thought about. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. that's it like yeah. unless there's the people who maybe professionally take care of kids out there have a lot more activities and their their spaces are created to mm. suit development activities for mm. a child it's mm. not how we've done it in the home so yeah. sometimes i'm like okay what more should i get maybe i should get a bike <laughs> right oh my gosh i went through all that too yeah we all yeah. got bikes we all you know updated our bikes it's so funny yeah, yeah. just you know, I want to offer you the truth that you are doing enough, you know, and I think the best moms feel like we're never doing enough and we're never, oh. doing it. you know what I mean? So I just want to offer you that you're doing enough and congratulations on not getting her in front of a screen for so long. That's a huge accomplishment. But the other piece of it is that, and I'm just relying on, like I have a degree in education. I worked in public schools for a while and I've been a mom for 20 years. So based on that, I know that developmentally children no matter what stage they're at need to know what's expected and to expect right and what's expected of them 
So that routine and that structure is so valuable and it's the foundation for all of that, you know, that allows them to feel safe. It allows them to feel love, you know, they can, they can be, they can breathe and they can feel free in their environment, you know? So even though the world is spinning on a new access, all they know is their little world, right? So you, that's the piece of it that as moms, we have control over, you know, we can create a new little reality within our homes for them that Mm -hmm. feels, you know, safe and loving and, you know, routine is definitely, you know, the key to that, especially that age. That's so great. Yeah. Well done, mommy. Right on well that. done. Um, so then tell me, I was going to ask, you know, what your typical day looks like now, but we kind of, you know, just touched on that. Was there anything else you want to add to that? Like, what are you doing today? <laughs> so actually today is, uh, so because of, uh, we took a pay cut at work. My work, right. was, uh, I took a pay cut. We, in return, we get a follow day. So today is my follow day. Hey. <laughs> so today, today is my follow day. So I'll spend a little time with a girl and I will also spend time to work on, on, on the side project I talked about. Yeah. That's what I am doing today. But um, that's great. It is. It's, it's funny. There's just not too much going on anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it is a little bit sad because, in, like I said, initially when this happened, you 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 know you were really really hoping that you don't get you know you you do not get um infected and you stay healthy but you also we were thankful that we were at home right. and we still get to keep a job but then right. the the longer it goes for the more it, it's it's starting to you know get on us like how long is this just thinking about the future and if we'll be in this situation in january scares me you know mm. I, I want things to go back to normal i yeah. i i I miss having to go out there on the weekend and, and go to the park and, and just meet other moms, have the baby do other things. Like just that normalcy, it's, yeah. it needs to get back. And secondly is it's scary just to think about what more is coming, you know? Mm. If we, if we, if right. Here, That's yeah, a good point. Yeah. Yeah. People say that in the, in, it could get worse in the winter. Mm-hmm. I, I think about that and I'm like, wait a minute, if it gets worse in the winter, everything get, gets impacted one more time. Maybe right. we shut down again, grocery stores, we shut down, we shut down stuff. And then just living in this pause yes. should just be for a moment, not right. for, it shouldn't be the new life, lifestyle. Yeah. It's, it's, it's certainly right. not healthy here. Yeah. I think um, this is just how my mind, you know, operates that, the reality is, and the truth of the matter is, that we were always living in a world where the future was unknown, where we didn't know what was coming next, where we couldn't plan, you know, accordingly, right? So living in the day and what we accomplished in that day was really all we had in our control. Now this is an extreme situation. This is, you know, right side up is upside down, upside down is right side up, right? But it's really no different. The mindset is what I'm saying. It's really no different than how it was before, you know? So when we talk about like the, the going back to normal or the new normal, what of what has shifted for you, do you want to keep and carry over? And what do you think, you know, that's going to be permanently part of your life now, you know, and what do you think you're, you can't wait to get back to? I kind of know what you can't wait to get back to. <laughs> you want to get back out there. <laughs> I think actually a big change has just been the resilience that we've both built and just Love that mentally- word. Yeah, yeah, like mentally knowing that um, when 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 life throws you lemons, you have to figure out a way to kind of pivot and make sure that- I love that to- word too. That's such a good yeah, word. Like, yes. Like, 
yeah, like my husband has had to do a lot more things that he never thought he could have done. I've had to do a lot more things that I never thought I could have done. So it's given us the opportunity to know that if anything is thrown our way, as human beings, we'll probably figure out a way to survive and take right. care of our family. Right. So that's that's one piece that is has really just been ignited and we like that. So we would want to continue to keep that and, and kind of like, you know, own our future and the day-to-day -day for our lives. Mm. And the other thing also just, um, it's giving, giving us an opportunity to just be together and, and, and connect as a family. Like I have never stayed for so long with my husband every single day. <laughs> <laughs> Even during maternity, he was at work, you know? <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> Yeah. This is the yeah. first time that every day I'm waking up. Oops, you're here. Give me <laughs> you're here. still here. <laughs> you're still here. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so it's it's like we have um we've had our moments up and up and down, up and down, but we've we've kind of like gotten to a place where we know how to be with each other if we're mm. being with each other the whole day. Right. You know? And sure. I think that's that's a really really great thing, to a point where you we will miss that when we go back to work. We'll miss yeah. that because now you're not with with each other eight to five in the, during the day because you're used to doing that. So yeah, that is that's going to be, you know, an adjustment back to normal. But yeah. back to your point about uh, you know life has always been uncertain. I, I do agree to some extent. Yeah. It is it's not any more different because we were never really predicting the future anyway. Right. But the fact the 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 place that is different is the fact that uh you know you're you're dealing with a pandemic and you're you're always watching out to make sure that you're not a victim in the in, in the yes. future. So it takes me it takes me to like you know those movies that you watch about, you know. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's so yeah. and trying to 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 stay healthy. So you're just not you're just not unsure about, you know, is tomorrow am I going to lose my job tomorrow or am I gonna you know run into making a new friend tomorrow you know it's not that uncertainty it's the uncertainty of what could happen tomorrow is life mm, or death right yeah and, and and that's that's a bit of a challenge and mm. I think it's just a, a mindset a mindset like you said. yes it's so important so that really leads me into the next question what would you what do you think is working well i'd be interested actually to know like you know so we're tested and we see how resilient we are and how strong we are. And then these new ways of communicating and being with our partners and all these things, did that happen um, immediately? Like, did you guys just rise up and get, you know, get into the gear or was, did you, was there a resistance there? Was there a transition period? Like how did that, what did that look for you? And then I would want to know what you, what are you doing now to kind of keep your like morale up and your mindset up? Cause like you said, like, it's not that the future hasn't always been uncertain, but now it's like in life or death. So yeah. taking that mindset of powerlessness and, and, you know, never knowing, planning the future, now transitioning it into how I spend my day today is going to affect the life or death of whatever we're dealing with outside of our home, right? So go ahead. <laughs> so, so really, like you said, the, the switch didn't just flip instantly. That yeah. is not what happened. Uh, like I said, initially it was, oh, excitement and everything is going to be great. And then you realize, wait a minute, like, there's a lot more of this strain that is coming along with um, with just our day expectation of the day for work, you know, mm. expectation for work, my expectation for work, expectation of 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 planning the family, you know, uh, whether it's taking care of the home, or taking care of the food, taking care of the baby, all those things. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this has happened for you, but I have. We have noticed for both of us. Yeah. We end up. You almost never switch off from work, because. Yes. It's, it's there, like it's right. there with you. 
when you're leaving an office, you've left your work there, but uh, right. somehow for some reason, there's like an added layer of always working, you know? Yes. Because I'm so glad you brought that up because it's so true. And I never looked at it like that. Like you're, you're always working and then right. you're taking care of the family, you're doing all this stuff, but you're always working. Yeah. So we've, noticed that, we've noticed that actually we're always working and part of it is our day job. And maybe people are fearful that, hey, if I don't show that I'm actually working and I'm being present through Zoom meetings with other colleagues. Right. I could be perceived as not working. So I think in my perspective, there's an added layer of everybody trying to do extra mm -hmm. to show their bosses and their managers that, hey, we're doing okay. So so there's a lot more meetings. There's a lot more deliverables that are due tomorrow and the day after tomorrow. Mm, so yeah. having actually minimal time. So we've had to balance around that and then adding the entrepreneurship on top of that. We, sometimes we're working after she goes to bed. And so we're not necessarily spending all the time that we used to spend together, just hanging out in bed chatting, but we're taking another hour or two building up stuff. So that started to give us a little bit of strain because everybody was pulling. I was yes. pulling, I wants to do mine. He's pulling, he wants to do his. Yeah. And, and at some point, you know, you, you get into arguments and then you, that the arguments force you to think about, okay, what's the right way to do this? Mm -hmm. So we've, we've had moments where we've sat out and said, okay, everybody here needs to, you know, move forward with what we're doing the right way for us individually and for the family. So like we've, we've had to, to like, for instance, communication for me is not always the greatest thing. Like mm. sometimes I make assumptions. I, I'm just, I'm just like that. I make an assumption that, Hey, he knows I'm working till five 30 today. So he's, when the lady goes out, out of the house, he, he should just step up and take care of the baby for 30 minutes and then I'll be out. But he's expecting me to tell him if that's happening. Otherwise, he's preparing something else. Right. Those small things that I wasn't really cognizant of, I've had to like step and step up a notch and and go like, okay, what's happening today? I like I manage my calendar and integrate the work life and family life and yes. and, and make sure that we're communicating at all the time and saying, hey, so I'm doing this until this time. How does your day look like? And then we we get to, so it's forced us to really look at each other, appreciate each other mm. and we all have limited time and resource and placing the family first. How do we make everything fit in? Like, and I think we talked about this earlier is I, I love uh, Cheryl Sandberg for leaning talks, talks about this is like, it's not, there's no longer like work-life balance as a mother, you're it's work-life integration. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I've heard that too. Who did you say talks about it? Uh, Cheryl Sandberg. I think she's the CEO, yeah. COO of Facebook, the lady who, um, uh, helps to lead Facebook. So she, she wrote this book called Lean In. And mm -hmm. at that time she was talking about how women need to step up and come to the table. Mm -hmm. And yes. later after, you know, after the book was out for a while and she was talking about how just as mothers and her being a mother of two, I believe is it's very difficult to separate yourself from you. You can go to the office and say, Oh, I'm, 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 I'm a manager now and I'm not a mother anymore you really never switch off that portion of your life. Yes, you're never that. not a wife. You're never mm -hmm. not a, a mother, you know? Mm -hmm. So you're integrating your life. And I look at it from a point of view is if I'm sitting in the office and I'm doing my work and I have a to-do list of stuff for the office, mm -hmm. because that's the same, I'm the same me and the same time that has to do other things outside of the office. So I have a separate to-do list that is life related. So I'm integrating right. those, those two mm. and making sure that everything gets taken care of within that time frame that we have. So that work-life integration is yeah. what we've really had to like. Love that integration word. That's great. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And even maybe before that work-life balance thing was creating the struggle, thinking like, why don't I have balance? Why can't I figure this out? Right? Because it's not supposed to be that way. And that was yeah. actually, you know, the mechanism and the tool that we were using to accomplish it was actually standing in our way. Right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. I'm going to check out her book. That's very good. And, and so the other thing that you said, what are we doing extra? So we, we, yeah. we, we try a lot to protect ourselves. Maybe <laughs> the fact that we don't have too many friends, so there are not too many people to meet, right? Right, <laughs> so, right. Yeah, so maybe a blessing like, and a curse in one. <laughs> yeah, it is a blessing and a curse in a way. Yeah. So there are only a handful of people to meet, so we really don't worry about that a lot. And uh, so we're not necessarily generally exposing ourselves. When you go to the grocery store, usually it's my husband who's doing that and he protects himself when he's out there. Mm-hmm. Initially, when maybe every, I think everybody was going overboard initially, like when COVID started, like yeah. we were eating food outside of the outside and yeah, yeah, I yeah, I did yeah, that. Right? I'm like, I'm losing walking. my mind, but I was still doing it. <laughs> yeah, sanitizer, cleaning yeah. everything outside there, and then leaving the bags outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're yeah. doing that anymore. Like, we're not as accessible yeah. as we used to, but I was still, we're still generally taking care of ourselves and uh, sure. trying to. Yeah, but there are a few things that are outside of this. This this is actually a big fear that I have. Some things yeah. that are outside of my control is yes, like, our girl who takes care of our child is actually traveling to uh, out of state for the next mm-hmm. few weeks to see her family, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I tell her, you have to be careful. You have to take care of yourself. You know, I've had of situations of people who said that they took a, a, a flight for two, three hours. I don't know if you've read those stories, but somebody claimed that they got infected during their flights, you know? Oh, God. Yeah. I've had, I've had a few cases of that. One of them was actually a doctor, I think, who came on the news saying that he thinks... I don't know if this is true. He said that he thinks he got infected through his eyes. Not to spread any rumors out there, but I remember reading that and he said that um, he was covered very well and the only exposure he had was his flight. I think it was from New York to San Francisco or something like that. Mm. So when when our lady was was traveling, we told her, hey, please take care of yourself because you're getting in contact with multiple people who, you know, seven degrees of separation, those people have gotten in contact with other multiple people. So you never know. But I'm powerless. There's nothing I can do about that. Mm -hmm. When she comes back, she's coming back to take care of the child. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the exposure level has been? You do not know. So in some ways, you're you're living with hope and faith that um, you just stay healthy and you, you, you just keep going on because the alternative is not having anyone. And we, you know, there's... There's just all these challenges. So yeah. that's, that's something I'm really fearful about. Um, it's legitimate. You know, it's legitimate, I think. So you have no control over it and you don't know where else she's been. So I, I get that fear, yeah. definitely. And then same for, her to us, same for her to us, she would not, right. she would not necessarily know when she's gone every single day, what are we doing? Who are we getting in contact with? When we go to the grocery store, are we right. being careful? So it goes both ways. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, definitely unprecedented times. Yeah, there's no way to really get around that. It's just I, I when this, you know, first hit my first instinct. I don't know why, but you know, we act. I acted in as a mom before I do anything when things happen, right? (laughs) I went to um, immediately stocking up on anything that could support my family's immune system. Oh yeah, right. I said, all right yes, I'm powerless. And yes, all these things like what you're exposed to, who you're exposed to and what they're exposed to, like you're saying, but what can I do? Like, I always need to feel some, and maybe it's false control, but that gave me a sense of control. Like I can at least feel, 
you know, I felt empowered by feeling like I had some kind of um, say in my own family's health and what was happening in my household, you know? Um, like my, my husband has children with, you know, his ex-wife and we didn't see them for like two months because we were like, all right, we don't want to combine households. You know, exactly. didn't talk to them, but that he didn't physically come here, you know, and same thing. I have children with a, a, you know, a previous marriage and we didn't, they didn't see them for like two, three months because we didn't want to combine households. So it, within your household, creating your own sense of control was really the mm -hmm. only thing that really kind of carried me through that, you know, like going on, putting your mommy crown on and going into the go mode and taking care of your own family and your own household. Oh, and outside of that, okay, bye. Okay. Um, outside of that, but still with, that was my point, the underlining understanding cognitively that it's all out of our control. You know, yeah. it is all out of my control, but what can I do to make me feel some kind of power in this situation is good enough and it keeps my sanity. It really yeah. does keep my sanity and keeps my morale up, you know? Yeah. I like what you say, it's, it's probably a false control because you know, yes. you're doing what you're doing, but maybe that is just, you know, it's training your brain to believe that you're somewhat in control of something. Right. You know? So. It, yeah. it's probably working in some way just to give you that sense of calm mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and we did all that just to like we went and stocked up on everything and anything <laughs> right i was in my kitchen with i'm like what do i think is gonna happen like i had no i had no room for anything in the cabinets anymore i, bu I bought a shelf to like stock stock more food i'm like what do i think is gonna happen that i need this much room? but i still went back and i still <laughs> bought another you know shopping cart full i'm like this is ridiculous you know yeah but yeah after a while, you kind of like realize, okay, what's mm -hmm. rational? What is irrational? You know, what's realistic? What's just a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. All that kind of stuff. What do I have control of? What I don't? So it's an interesting process. It definitely is. I think mm -hmm. we're all going to be permanently changed for this yeah. mindset wise. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm definitely, um, have I'm gonna, I already have like a post-traumatic <laughs> disorder from keeping everything sanitary and you know not letting germs in my house and spraying everything when people leave like yeah I don't think that's ever gonna go away you know so things that we're gonna carry over that are permanently become part of our character, <laughs> character. Right. oh I, I, absolutely absolutely for me it's more of appreciating that um you don't have to see your family and friends to actually you know keep in contact and know those oh, are your I friends you know like yes. there's been an added layer of video calls and phone calls right. just because you need human interaction and connection. And it's kind of like made me appreciate, you know, friendship a lot more just yeah. because I have had to connect with them and people I haven't talked to in a very long time. I've had time to give them, give them a call and just find out what happened. Oh, they had a second baby, you know, all those right. things. And so that hopefully that's something I'm hoping it's going to transition and we're, we, we're constantly going to be in that mode of where we appreciate we appreciate each other and give each other time all the time, you know, Yeah, I love that. having that as a, as a second layer only after you take care of yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, like early on, I had this, uh, like group zoom thing. Unfortunately, right before the pandemic happened, one of my uncles passed away and we really didn't have the opportunity to actually have the proper memorial and, and you know, funeral and that because everybody couldn't, he lived in Greece and nobody can get to anybody and we couldn't get together. So they did a um, memorial on Zoom. I saw cousins that I haven't seen in like a decade, <laughs> you know, and it was so great. I was like, this is great. Like, and you actually 
have the opportunity to talk to everybody and get, you know, interact yeah. with everywhere. As if like, you know, if you're at a party or you're at a, a, a holiday, you're like, don't always get the time to talk to everybody or connect with everyone, you know? Yeah. And it was so great. Or you like, hope that everybody can make it. It was awesome. <laughs> so this is yeah, wonderful. That's you know, some, that's some of the cousins continue to do it every weekend, which I thought was nice, you know? See, that's something positive that came out of there. Yeah. Exactly. Like people have remembered themselves, you know? Yeah, I love that. I really loved it. So what would you, what would be your last, uh, you know, something to leave with the other moms for just, you know, hope and keeping your spirits up and keeping your morale? What would you say? That's interesting. I think it's, it's, it's mostly that I've, um, I believe a lot of women, women and mothers have a lot of resilience. I've, I've seen this in my mother. I see this in my friends. Yes. Who are also mothers. Yeah, like mothers. So true. Mothers are kind of like, we're built so strong to withstand a lot of things. And, and most of the times prior to getting married, you know, you have the belief that you'll get, you'll get into the home and, you know, leadership for the home is maybe by the man or you do it together. But I don't know what your experience has been. Mine has been, I find that I do a lot of leadership in the home, you know, and then it it could be, it could be the small things about organizing your day. It could be about what are we doing around the children or doing about like, it's how does our future look like? But I find that even if my husband can do it, I want to have some sort of control around, you know, where our future is going. And, and I feel like as a woman, we are always thinking about 10 steps ahead, you know, 10 steps ahead because we're just, we're born and bred to nurture. Mm -hmm. Because of that, we're forced to be, like I said, really, really resilient in making sure that our family is taken care of and our, and, our, and, our, and our homes are taken care of. So I think what I'll just want to encourage every mother is like, like I think we, you've, you've had this before, is you, know, you can never really get dealt a card that you cannot, you cannot, you know, you cannot deal. Yeah. So just always you know, trust yourself, give, give yourself you know, some reprieve and break and, and know that everything that you're doing every single day, you're, you're doing a great job. Like you said, you're really, really just doing a great job. Rely on, on the friends and the, and the family that you have, if you have some to rely on, but always just, you know, trust yourself and know that things are going to get better. You know, mm-hmm. remember to take care of yourself. Self-care is very important. Right. You know, so if, if, if yoga is that thing for you, then do it. Remember to set us time for yourself on the side and, 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 and it just, just be strong because um, if it's not this, it's probably going to be something else that is probably just us. I mean, people, right. every time there's something else that is catastrophic that is happening, maybe you, your spouse gets sick or you get sick or somebody in the family gets sick and you have to step up to, to do something. So this is just giving us and building us to become even stronger to withstand any sort of adversity that comes our way. So see it as that and see it as an opportunity to just strengthen yourself for yourself mm-hmm. and for the family around you because a lot of people literally around us depend on us, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and, a home, and a home is, in Kenya mostly we say, like a home is built by the woman, you know? A home mm-hmm. is built by the mother. Mm-hmm. And if uh, the, the, the moods for the mother for the day sets up the tone for your house. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, think about how you want the tone for your home to be and the tone for your, for your, your kids to be and your family, if you have some, and, and just remember that and, and, and everything that you do every day, project that, be positive about that and, you know, keep God fast if, if you believe in that and, and, yep. and, 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 and everything, like I said, with positivity, everything will always, you know, turn around. Yeah. That will just be my. Excellent. <laughs> well said. Well said. You made me, I've said this before, so some people might have heard it, but you made me think of the quote from uh, 
Mother Teresa that goes something along the lines of, you know, love, it starts in the home. And it's not what, you know, the tasks that we're doing, but it's the love behind them that makes all the difference, you know? And I think as moms, I love what you, you know, said, like we are the queens of our home. We're the CEOs of our home. And that integration yes. that we talked about is yes. the same skills that you bring to your desk and you're bringing in your home, you know? Oh, yes. I, we have family meetings, you know? <laughs> we have family meetings, oh, yes. you know? Like there are things that you need to discuss. We have rules, we have guidelines, like it's all the same. And I love that idea of like, you know, that this whole thing has shown us how strong we are or tapped into a strength that was already there and just ran with it, right? Because you got, like you said, something takes, uh, depends on you. Good mm -hmm. stuff. Well done. <laughs> you are definitely a woman to emulate and I love everything that you're doing. You know, it's, it's what we do when no one's watching, you know? Yeah. And that's why I love having these conversations because we kind of can tap into like whatever, what are all the moms are doing, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I like to I like to hear that, and I think if we can give any ideas to each other or just give a, a little sense of hope or relating to it, it's gonna give us a stronger foundation to, like you said, come to the next next stage yeah. or whatever else is coming our way, right? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing this. Well, hour thank with you, me. Thank and I'm you. so grateful we met. This is another benefit of uh, the pandemic. <laughs> I get yes. to you. <laughs> right, a new oh. friend. Right? Yes. <laughs> I look forward to the evolution of our friendship. So yes, thank I you so too. much yeah. for you know your vulnerability, your candidness, your honesty, and uh, we'll continue the conversation. I'd love to have you oh, back yeah. again. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Excellent. Let me you know if I can help in any other way in the future. I will look out for the audio, and I will. I'm gonna add you on Facebook so that we can be friends too and start. Um, okay. We're you know, not friends on Facebook. I don't. How'd that happen? <laughs> We just overlooked that piece. <laughs> We're like, oh, it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's gonna happen. <laughs> That's funny. I'll do it. Yeah. Yes, let me see. Oh, here you are. Christine. Oh, somehow, maybe my Facebook is not, why is it hanging? Anyway. Oh. Yeah, I'll add you, you'll add me. I'm doing it now. That's very strange. Okay, I'll just send you a request. <laughs> Oops. All right, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. I'm gonna shoot you a little email that has, you know, just get back to me, let me know, thumbs up or anything you wanna change. And okay, yeah. will do. Definitely wanna um, probably like find another time for you and I to chat because I'd love to hear more about, um, you know, your coaching and, and what you're doing. I definitely could benefit yeah. from oh, yeah. hearing your ideas, so. Oh, yes, we could do that, definitely, for sure. Cool. Yeah, to be continued. <laughs> to be continued. Thank you, Excellent. Connie. You're welcome. Enjoy your day. Uh, Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye.